So from the top of the hills to the bottom of the falls, to the over there to wherever they go calls, rest in peace to the genius. Rest in peace. Yeah, that was that was actually kind of shocking. I, I didn't see it coming. I know, but like, death happens and this was like kind of weird. It was like, man, like he, he, he was a cool dude. That's yeah. Kind of weird. Yeah. But yeah. Welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. So, this week was all about the fall of Royal Rumble Fallout, basically. Right? I don't know why. I thought you were going to say the fall of man. And like I started to think of fucking uh, 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 The Ascension. <laughs> Oh shit! I was thinking of mankind when you said "fall of man." Like, oh shit, the fall of mankind. <laughs> so, Royal Rumble was last Saturday. Yes. And Raw starts off with the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, with adrenaline in his holes. Dude, okay, so there's criticism about Cody already. There's already criticism. Okay. But it's not even bad criticism, but like I understand their criticism. So you know how Cody is like trying to be like this super good, good dude, this super like total baby face. Yeah. And like everybody loves him and he keeps talking about this story about his dad. And they're like, well, what happens when the story runs out and he finishes the story? It's like, he finishes the story and you start a new one. Like, what do you mean? Basically, that's usually the way it is. Like, that, that's kind of irritating because, like, he's about to win the title and everybody's like, oh, well, what happens now? Like, this is going to get boring with him crying all the time. And it's like, that's all he used to do with fucking AEW. What do you, like, what do you want him to do? It's him. That's his personality. Exactly. Like, I don't understand. Like, I'm like, I've been very critical of Cody and like, I still am. But like, this feels like a good WWE thing. Like, this feels like he's the WWE guy. And like, people are like, already just like falling apart. Like, oh, well, he's doing this and this. And it's like, but he's been doing this. Like, this isn't different. It just... It just didn't work in AEW. It works here. I feel like it's nitpicky a little bit, in my opinion. Like, okay, he cries. Who cares? No, like, the only reason I feel like it's valid is because they're asking the question that, like, needs to be asked with Cody is, like, after he wins the title, then what? Yeah. Like, then what? Like, that's, that's the appropriate question. Not the question of, he cries too much, and I don't know how much longer the fans are going to take him crying. It's like, dude, like, this is just him. Yeah. No, that that's a 100% better question. You know, like, you asked that with every storyline. Honestly, like, what's next with the Sami Zayn storyline, for instance, you know? Oh, I, I'm going to tell you <laughs> with somebody, like, it's very funny because... Brian Alvarez said exactly the same thing that I said to you off podcast. Okay. We had a conversation off podcast and we were talking about how do we get to Sami Zayn to the Usos instead of Sami Zayn to Roman Reigns. 
Yeah. And I said to you, I said, they're going to have the match and Jay's going to turn on Sammy. And he's going to beat the shit out of Sammy and then Kevin's going to come out and help him. And then that's where it's going to be Usos versus Sammy and Kevin. And like, we said that off the podcast. Like, that's a thing. And everybody's like, oh my God, it's like such a great, brilliant idea. And it's like, no, we came up with the same thing off the podcast. And it just was a thing. Like, because it seems like the most logical way to go for WWE. Like, this is where you go. Yeah. That's how you get this off of this. Yep. So then everybody started complaining. Well, how do you add in Cody? It's like, what do you mean? He has the guaranteed title shot. You don't have to do anything else. You don't need to do anything. He's already there. Like he's like, a separate situation. He has nothing to do with this storyline. He has his own storyline. So exactly, he, he's good. He's good. Exactly. That's and that's like that's another thing that's weird. That people are like, well, why don't they inject Cody in this? I think that, and people are way too invested in like Sammy winning the title, and it's like, well, he should put the title on him, and it's like. I understand. Like, I love Sammy. Like, and I mean, I love Sammy, just his character and him. I love that. Yeah. But the problem is, like, this isn't his story. Let Cody finish his story. Because, like, this literally is set up for Cody to win the title. They don't let Cody win the title and they give it to Sammy. Everybody's going to cheer Sammy. And then it's just going to go away in, like, a month. Everybody's going to be like, all right, whatever. Who cares? Sammy won the title. Like, the Cody thing is, like, Oh shit, this was a long built up story that actually came to the end. Oh wow, this is pure gratification. Now, the Sami Zayn story, if you look at the Sami Zayn story through the whole entire thing, Sami's story was with the Usos. It was always with the Usos. People like people keep forgetting, like, oh, this Roman thing, isn't he just got like he got super over it? Yes, he did. But the story was always with the Usos. Cause friction with the Usos. And then you get the title match. That's always what it was. Yeah. And, like, I feel as which, like, I would be totally fine with Sammy winning the big one and all that. But I don't know. Like, it's Cody's time right now. You know what I mean? And I feel like it's better, like, storyline-wise and for Col- for Sammy, rather, to win the tag team titles with Kevin. Because it's the whole best friend thing, you know? And like, yes. and they would love that. They would be so happy with that. Like, I think in a way, they, both of them would rather be tag team champions right now than, you know, the the main champion. You know. Yes, and also if you do that, there's always a story that you could write later on for Sammy to win the title, just the title on his own. Yeah. Because like, you never know what can happen. It's like. There's so much more that can be done after they win the tag titles, and then like he still gets Roman, and it's like, wow, he he still gets the title. Wow, that's crazy, and people would be fine with that. Yeah, he'll and get people it are like, yeah, and they're like, no, it needs to happen now. I'm like, yeah, something needs to happen, and that's the tag titles, and that's where it's destined to go. Mm-hmm. Cody's destined for the world title; they're destined for the tag titles. Boom, you have everything. Like, and if you do it on both nights. Night one, Sammy and Kevin go against the Usos and close out the show and win the tag titles. Fuck, like everybody will lose their mind. And then the next night is Cody versus Roman, and Cody wins the title. Everybody loses their mind. And a tag team main event at that, like, yes, that's that's unheard of in WWE. So like, that would be awesome. Exactly, and that's what like people are like totally fucking forgetting. Like they're totally forgetting like. 
all the rest of the story. And like, once it's over, like once WrestleMania is over, everybody be like, oh my God, that was such a great ending to all those stories. Yeah. Now, where do they go? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you have to go with the bloodline because now the bloodline is licking their wounds. They've lost everything. How do they get back to the top of the mountain? How do they get back to where they need to be? And then you start the rehab of the bloodline and figure out what they need to do and how they're going to get back on top. In all of this, and especially since the quote-unquote thing is The Rock isn't coming to WrestleMania, they're talking about, oh, he could come to WrestleMania 40. He goes to WrestleMania 40. Like, if you have Roman scratching and clawing to get back at the top, but he just keeps slipping because something happens, it's like, it'll be a great fucking story to, like, rehab Roman. And plus, you know, he's probably gonna do a fucking movie or some shit. It's like, you don't really need to do much. It's like, it's so much shit that's going on. And it's just like, it's just great. Yeah. It wrecked itself, basically. Basically. Yeah. And, this is, and the bad part about it is like, this is something that like, has never been done in WWE where it feels like these stories that have been drug out and put together from start to finish and just a long telling story has not happened in WWE in so long. And people have been like, why doesn't WWE do long-term stories? Why doesn't WWE do long-term stories? And it's like, they finally have a long-term story and you still find stuff to nitpick about. It's like, you love the story. Everybody loves the story. I haven't heard one person say they hate the story, but they're nitpicking about, okay, can they stick the landing? Can they stick the landing? And I can see them sticking the landing with the title changes. They're going to stick the landing and we're all going to be like, oh shit, they did it. That's where you start to criticize and go, now what's next? Yeah, that like those are justified criticisms instead of like they should do this, they should do this. No, let it play out, and then you criticize after it's all over. After WrestleMania, then you go to criticize and go, "What the fuck?" It's that simple. Yeah, because usually after like WrestleMania, it's like kind of kind of a shit show because it's like what is it WrestleMania backlash or whatever? Like that's kind of meh. Exactly. Yeah. So. Raw started off with Cody and he said the line well what do you guys want to talk about that was funny yeah and he did his whole story about the road to Wrestlemania and then he got interrupted by Judgment Day because Dominic was like you threw me out and I'm mad like okay Like, at first, I was like, okay, I didn't care. But then I thought about it was like, dude, the Battle Royal, they, like, like I talk about the AEW Battle Royals. They usually have Battle Royals that, like, stuff spins out of these Battle Royals and spin into, like, more storylines. And when Dominic said that, I was like, hmm, this is just like the AEW thing. This spinned out into a storyline. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Was I, I was, like, I was all for it, but then, like, Finn decided to challenge Cody. Oh, okay, well that's that's respectable. I'm like, let's be honest, that's the better match though. <laughs> yes. And then Edgington showed up and Edge beat the shit out of Judgment Day, which it fucked me up because it was like it's like ten minutes into the show and Edge is already attacking Judgment Day. It's like what the fuck? Like that's like end of the show type stuff. And it's like, no, nah, we're going to do it right now. Okay. Right the fuck now. Yeah. Yeah, I was so shocked. Like, what the fuck? Like, this is crazy. 
so then we find out that at Elimination Chamber, there will be a U.S. Elimination Chamber. And so for a lot of people, that fucked a lot of people up. They was like, what the fuck? Like, why is this happening? Like, why is this happening? Like, the main titles are all going to be going to fucking Sammy and Roman. That's where that's going. We have the WrestleMania match. There's one title now, so it's not two. We have everything lined up. Why not have a U.S. title elimination chamber? Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, it was, like I was very confused with a lot of people. It's like, oh, that doesn't make sense. It's like, no, it makes perfect sense. The only thing that bothered me, because there was something that bothered me, like I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. Is this the first one? It's the first one, right? I'm. I want to say yes, but I feel like it has been. No, the Intercontinental title was an Elimination Chamber, so that's what I was thinking about. Okay. But, yeah, I think this is the first U.S. title one. Okay, so we'll, we'll count it, because secondary, so, okay. Yeah, because we had the IC title one, and we had the Tag Team title one. Gotcha. So this is the first one that is the U.S. title. Okay. So... Then we started off with a really hot match with Seth Rollins versus Chad Gable. Yeah. Yeah, I love this match. <laughs> yeah, Chad was on fire, but of course he was going to lose to Rollins. And of course. The funny part to me is like, I was like, they should let Chad win because we know where Seth's WrestleMania is. They should have let Chad win, throw him in the Elimination Chamber, even if he loses it would be fine, but we know where Seth's WrestleMania is going, and have Seth get a little angry about what's going on, like he did later on in the interview. It was like, well, why don't you just do that? Like, just make that happen. Yeah. Like, Seth got the win, and, you know, like I said, it was a good match, really good match. And I love this match. It probably was the match of the night. Yeah, I I think so too. I think so too. Cause like I did not expect it to be as good as it was. Like Chad Chad is very underrated, and people need to put some more respect on his name. Hundred percent. So then we get Eosky versus Candice LeRae, and. This match was pretty fucking long. I thought it was going to be like a two-minute match. It was like a ten-minute match. I was like, oh, shit, didn't let them wrestle? For once, right? <laughs> yeah, it was fucking shocking. The only thing I did not like was the fact that EO beat Candice. And we know that EO and Dakota are going to face Candice and Mi Yim. Eventually, so why don't you have Candace get a win? Like, right. Like, that's, that's like one of the things that's like, sometimes they fuck up and sometimes they do good, but sometimes they just fuck up. And it's like, this made no sense. Hopefully it makes sense later, because sometimes that's a thing, like it doesn't make sense now, but it makes sense later. I hope so. I really do hope so. Yeah. So... Then we get Rhea Ripley, and she shows up, and she calls out her WrestleMania. So, this is actually, like, we actually talked about it on the podcast. It was like, 
I wouldn't mind her going after Charlotte to get her revenge. And that's exactly what she said. She said, I'm going to get my revenge because last time, me and you, Charlotte, at WrestleMania fought and you beat me. This time, I'm going to beat you. And I was like, wow, that, that's storytelling. Yep. Yep. Long, ter- long term again. <laughs> yep. So then we had Kathy Kelly interview Seth Rollins and she asked about Logan Paul throwing him out. Seth, his face turned from happy and smiling and then he just walked away in anger. So, That's 100% a thing. Yeah, and then like right after that, Logan Paul even on Twitter just like tagged Seth Rollins and like tagged him getting thrown out of the fucking Royal Rumble. It's like Yep, this is a hundred percent thing. He's fucking with him, like yeah, like he did with Roman. Yeah, and just because he did that, I'm like, oh, yep, it's, it's happening. WrestleMania's happening. Yep. So then we had another qualification match in the Elimination Chamber: Bartender Cabron versus Johnny Wrestling. Like, soon as this match happened, I'm like. Okay, they're gonna have bartender take the win. Bartender's gonna get the win. He's going in the elimination chamber. Damn, why they had to screw Johnny? No, I was wrong. <laughs> like, I'm glad that I was wrong because Johnny's in the chamber, and like that makes sense. I'm there, right there with you. I, I thought that Johnny was gonna lose. So. Yeah, because like it was so like it was so obvious. It's like, oh, he's definitely gonna lose, right? He's definitely gonna lose. Yeah. But no, it was like, no, we're going to give it to him and let him win. Of course, he's not winning in the chamber, but yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know just because of this next segment. Just because of this next segment, this is why I don't know if he's going to (laughs) win. So here comes Austin Theory. Austin Theory gets in the ring because he's being interviewed by MVP and MVP. Lashley to be in the chamber and he's saying all of this shit and Austin Theory just mentions ruthless aggression and it's like come on I see what you did there like that wasn't like there was no reason for you to say ruthless aggression it was just right there it was just for that and he just he just goes ruthless aggression it's like yeah we know and he, he even mentioned it was like, oh, I'm not like that other error. And it's like, bro, like you're, we know that you're facing John Cena. It's like, there it is. And not to mention the constant, the champ is here. Yes. And he has the U.S. title like John used to do when he was the U.S. champion. And it's like, we know where this is going. Like, just, like that's why I don't think that he's going to keep the U.S. title in Elimination <laughs> Chamber. Okay. And like, Later on, I'm going to tell you my sleeper pick, and I'm going to tell you why I think that person should win the U.S. title and how it would spin out into something really cool. But, it, like, I'll tell you later. Okay. So, then we get Austin Theory just talking shit, and he's talking shit about Bob Lash. And Bob Lash comes down, and he goes to spear Austin Theory, and as soon as he went to go spear Austin Theory, I'm like, he's going to hit MVP, isn't he? That's exactly what he did. Got him. Dude, like, I don't know where this fucking storyline is going, but from rumors that I heard, 
Last man standing between Brock and Bob Lash at WrestleMania. I'm okay with that, but what does this MVP have to do with it? <laughs> I think it's going to be MVP is going to bring out that extra evil side of Bob Lash. Oh, and okay. I feel I feel like this is like that's why it's going to be like because Brock is a monster. Brock just runs through people and dominates people. And Bob Lash always pulls back. He always pulls back at the last moment. And MVP is going to be the guy that's going to turn him into like a straight up monster. Okay. So, that, like, with that being said, people wanted to have Brock versus Gunther at WrestleMania. They're like, oh, we're going to have that. From sources that I've heard from and people that. I've talked to said, mm, I don't think this is going to happen at WrestleMania. And I was like, okay, well, what's happening at WrestleMania? They said probably a triple threat between Drew, Gunther, and Sheamus for the title. And it's like, oh, yeah, cool. What about the Brock thing? They said, well, I mean, maybe Montreal. I'm like, hmm. Hmm. I'm okay with that. Yeah. And like, at Montreal, like, they have the IC title match and then. Bob Lash can cost them the match, and there you go. Right to WrestleMania, Bob Lash versus Brock Lesnar. Last man standing. Works perfectly. Yep. So then we had Miz TV, and Miz is out there being super happy and super excited. And then Pierce shows up, and Pierce goes, Hey, I've got a return superstar, and he's going to come and he's going to wrestle you. Everybody's like, what? Who? It's Rick Boogs. Were you happy? Oh, I was shocked because like I forgot that he like he was even injured for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Like that actually fucked me up because I'm like, oh, that sucks. Like as soon as I heard he was like the dude showing up, I'm like, ah, oh, that sucks. I mean it's nothing against Rick Boogs. It's just like his character isn't good to me. It's sort of like, yeah, it's more comedy. It's not for you. I understand. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I like his character, but at the same time, I don't see it going anywhere. So, yeah. Yeah. So speaking of comedy and sexy, we get Otis and Chad Gable going into a room with a <laughs> maximum male model says they don't like him but Maxine says I see something special so once again Otis has a girl what the fuck <laughs> I don't know man. like I have a feeling this one is going to be fun because they're going to dress him up and he's just going to look weird as fuck it is going to be fun you know it's going to happen after that right what they're gonna reference his last girlfriend. They probably won't mm-hmm. know, like do it by name. But after this is done, like he'll have like two under his belt, and then he's gonna be a chick magnet type, type of thing. I believe that. That that seems like a great way for him. Because he's obviously like ditching Gable after this. So yes. So didn't we get to something that like I kind of cringed at this because it was weird. So, 
Bailey comes out. Bailey's doing this whole spiel about whatever. And then Becky comes out. And Becky wants to fight Bailey. She's like, yo, I want to fight you in a cage match next week in Orlando. So people are like still mad about last week, but here you go. They turned it into a storyline this week. It's like, okay. She's like, oh, you ran from me last week. So how about we do it again next week? So we're going to get the cage match. It's like, okay. They turned it around. So they fucked up. They're like, all right, we fucked it up. We're going to fix it. Bet. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. The thing I didn't like about this was Bailey's whole promo was, oh, like, Seth only married you because he got you pregnant. And so Becky was like, what the fuck? Like, wh- like, why are you beefing with me and Seth? Like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? And she's like, Seth doesn't even want you. And it's like, what? Like, how? Like, why is this part of the story? And then Bailey went even further on social media to post pictures of her and Seth. And it's like, what? What? what is this? And Becky commented, was like, oh, you just don't want to be me. You want to be me. And it's like, this is so weird. Like, we didn't have to go there. This is so weird. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. And also, Dakota Kai was going to get murdered by Becky if Bailey didn't say she was going to give her the, time, the cage match next week. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I just didn't like it because, like, it felt forced. Like, we all know behind the scenes, like, they're just fucking great friends. This felt forced. It's like, like, I'm not going to get invested in this where I, like, know the actual story. It's like, no, it's forced. Like, if they did something where, like, they had Bailey actually angry because, like, yo, like, you're getting more spotlight than me and I should be, like, I'm better wrestler than you, blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, all right, I kind of get behind that. The whole relationship thing is like it, it's it, it ain't it for me. Yeah. Like I, I didn't I didn't care. <laughs> yeah. So then we get the announcement of the women's elimination chamber, which actually I I'm still kind of confused on this because he goes okay the last four women that were in Elimination Chamber, Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, I think it was Raquel Rodriguez, and somebody else, were are the last four, they're going to be in Elimination Chamber. Oh, and Nikki Cross. It's Nikki Cross. Yeah. So they're in the Elimination Chamber, but then next week, we're going to have a four-way to in a winner advances in Elimination Chamber, but... There was nothing else announced. Like, do the last two people in the four-way get in? Or, like, what, what happens here? Like, or is there another match? I was confused. My understanding is, like, the last two people. Okay. Like, you had two more spots. <laughs> yeah. And the match is Candice LeRae, Meechin, Carmella, and Piper Nettie. So it's like, okay... Like, I know it's not going to be Candice and Meacham because, like I said before, they're going with EO and Dakota. Yeah. Like, it, it, it just, it was very mind-boggling. 
Also, Chelsea Green came in and did her Karen character because she said, can I speak to the manager? And it's like, yeah, he's the manager. You're speaking to him. I did not notice it was a Karen thing. <laughs> yeah. So then we get Dove Ziggler. And before we get that, we get Ali, who's still mad at Dove Ziggler for fucking him a few weeks ago. And he just keeps fucking with Dove Ziggler. And he's like, oh my God, Dove gets another match. And it's like, one thing about this is, he's right. Dove keeps getting these matches and he gets nothing. Like, Ali gets jack shit. Dolph keeps getting these matches. But why do they have Ali bitching about it every week? Like, it's making me annoyed. Like, he's right. But stop bitching about it and just start beating his ass. That's what they're going to lead into, I think. Like, he's just going to snap out one day and just fuck him up. I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. But the reason they're doing the bitching thing... Like, in my opinion, and they're like they're letting it simmer. Like he's getting madder and madder as the week goes by. So one day, like, cause you you, you see Ziggler had like some zingers back with him or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. The one time he's gonna say the wrong damn thing, and Ali's gonna get him. I I hope so. Yeah. So Ziggler winds up facing Bronson Reed. For the qualifier and elimination chamber, and Bronson gets the win. Rewind a little bit, though, right? Uh-huh. If I was Dolph, and I knew I was facing Bronson, right? Mm-hmm. If Ali was bitching, be like, all right, kid, like, you want you want my spot? You get to f- get this match right now. Not even tell him who it is. Be like, you want it? Here, you, you get my match. Go ahead. Take the match. Yes. Ali goes for the match and he's fucked. <laughs> right? <laughs> that would have been perfect right there. That would have been. Like that would have started like that would have started their feud and made their feud much better. Yeah. So we finally get the returning Carmella and she's getting interviewed. But all of a sudden, Tana walks up. And she looks at Mella and blue starts dripping out of her mouth. I like how, like, apparently she's her old gimmick. Mm-hmm. Like, in, by her old gimmick, I'm talking about Carmella. Yes, because Mella is money. Yeah, like, it, it's not the, the sexiest woman alive type shit, you know? Like, yes. That was all right, but it it, it it ended. Like, fuck it, you know? Mm-hmm. So then we get the Street Profits, and they're back there talking to Rick Boogs and Elias. So we find out that Elias next week is going to be taking on Montez Ford, and Rick Boogs is going to take on... I forgot who he's going to take it on. Who is he taking on? Elias, I think? No, no, Elias is taking on Montez Ford. Montez Ford, yes. Um, yes. Um, Dawkins, I think Dawkins. Okay, Dawkins is going to take on Rick Boogs. So, here's my dark horse is, I want Montez Ford. No, Dawkins is taking on Damian Priest. Dawkins is taking on Damian Priest next week. 
And in that case, I don't think they said who who Boogs is facing. No, Boogs isn't facing anybody. It's it's Dawkins versus Priest and oh, okay. Ford versus Tyus. Yeah. Got you, got you. So I see Damian Priest winning, beating Dawkins, but I see Ford winning and going into the chamber. Yeah. And that's what that's what I think is gonna win. I think Montez Ford is going to win the title. And then when he gets in there, he wins the title, but that winds up breaking up Street Profits because Dawkins is going to be pissed off, and that's going to lead into a WrestleMania match for the U.S. title, Dawkins versus Ford. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, that would that would be awesome. Like Dawkins can go, like people sleep on him. Yeah, that's why it would be like so awesome, like. Ford wins the title, and then, like, for a few weeks, they're still the tag team. And then Dawkins get mad because he's like, dog, you, like, I want to be a tag team, but you, you're a singles champ. Like, what am I supposed to do? And then they just start beefing, and there you go. Yeah. So, then we get Cody versus Finn. And in Finn's backstage interview, Finn said, Everything that Cody has, he owes it to him. And he made the reference to Cody doing a two-sweet and a handgun at Royal Rumble. Which is very funny because the Bucks even referenced that. And so did Kenny in like their tweets and stuff. Like, yeah, because they're still friends. Uh. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like people don't see that, you know? Yeah. So Cody winds up winning because the help of Beth Phoenix and Edge setting up Beth Phoenix and Edge versus Finn and Priya at Elimination Chamber. That's going to be an awesome fucking intergender tag team match. Yes. So, speaking of AEW, there. So there was an interview. There was an interview, and it was Tony Khan. And Tony Khan in the interview says, "Well, we have the challenger. Like, I forgot what he called it. It's called the challenger something. And he made the like. And they asked him about that. Was like, well, what do you mean? Like, I mean. And he said, well, in marketing." When you're the number two or the underdog, you take shots at the other thing. It's like that's like Burger King taking shots at McDonald's, and they're in the challenger position, or like Coke taking shots at Pepsi because they're in the challenger position. We're in the challenger position. That's why we take shots at WWE. That's what I was told to do from Warner to do to take shots at WWE because we're in the challenger position. And it's like. Okay, so you're saying that Warner told you to to take shots at WWE because they're in the winner position and you're the challenger. Got it. I mean, in a way, it makes sense. I mean, back in the day, they had Sega Genesis come at Nintendo all the time. Like Sega Genesis does what Nintendo don't with their head yeah. time. <laughs> so, I guess in in that sense, it, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I 
like I get it and like I've seen some people really just like super dick ride like that statement was like see guys you guys always think that it's always beef but look this happened is like you guys are wrong like this is a challenger thing like even I in marketing understand what this is and like like some people when they say shit you'll be like okay cool I agree because like what you're saying is totally totally perfect and valid like yeah no you're making sense the only problem is when you go check these people's track records you see that they're just like total ride or die for like this thing that they're going against you're like also i can't believe you because all you do have been ride or die for this instead of just like okay no i see the actual point here this is when you're too ride or die for something and then you actually make a valid point. I can't sit with you because it distorts my judgment of you because your whole entire viewpoint is, yo, I'm ride or die for this thing. And then when somebody says, oh, well, that's a good point. See, that means everything else I was saying was like, no, that does not. And that's why I don't like to give you validation because if I do, you go, well, everything else I said was right. No, you're this thing. And that happens for a lot of people and just like not only fucking wrestling politics fucking cartoons comic books everything like you ride or die so much for one thing and when you make an actual valid point people can't get behind you because it's like you've been riding for this and I probably will go against you because and you finally hit the right point and it's like I can't stand with you on this it's just irritating people are irritating very irritating yeah so Dynamite opened up with the new shield. <laughs> Moxley, Yuta, and Moxley's dad. Moxley's dad, oh shit. Dude, you know what was funny? Like they said Moxley is coming out with his dad, right? Mm-hmm. And the first thing I seen was Moxley and Yuta. I'm like, that's not his dad, that's fucking Yuta. What are you talking about? And then, like, I saw the big security guard dude. I'm like, that's the security. That's not his dad. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> and then, like, 10 seconds later, his dad comes out. I'm like, oh, there's his dad. Well, that's great. Like, that fucked me up, too. <laughs> yeah. So, then we have Hangman come out. And they just start fighting. Moxie doesn't even wait for the bell to ring. He's like, nah, fuck it. We're just going to start fighting. And they just start going. And they just go. And then it turns into a Moxley special when he starts bleeding. Of course. He's busted open. And they're going. And you have... It's like, this is a fucking hard-hitting, crazy-ass match. And I'm like, okay. This is this is a little bit too much and they're just beating the shit out of each other like okay this is too much blood like alright dial it back a little they're just going and just beating the shit out of each other I'm like alright come on can we just like not do this like it just was crazy like Moxie went through a table at one point and then like at the end I was like oh shit oh shit He's about to win. He's about to win. 
Hangman, that is. Like, Hangman's about to win. Hangman's about to win. And no, he didn't win. Wait, no, he did win. My bad. (laughs) But, like, after he won, it was like, all right, cool. And Moxie was like, no, 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 not this. And Cesaro, I don't know where the fuck Cesaro came from. Cesaro was like, dude, chill. He's like, no, 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 I'm going to fuck him up. And it's like, I want to shake your hand. He's like, no, fuck you. Fuck you too. Fuck you. And it's like, okay, well, last man standing. Fuck both of you. There you go. <laughs> and you've been wanting that for the longest. So. Yes. Because it seems like it's the perfect thing to do. Like, give them last man standing. Let this happen. Yep. So then we get some weird ass reason. Bunny wants to challenge Jamie Hader. I'm like, what the fuck is this about? She's challenging for the title. I'm like, the fuck is this? That was a reason? <laughs> There was no reason. <laughs> so while this is happening, Britt Baker gets taken out by Tony and Soraya. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. That, if there was any, that, any doubt that they were the bad guys, there you go. Yeah, it's, it's very like it's very weird because like Jamie's been a bad guy for so long, and to have Bunny, who is totally a heel, and Jamie, it's like, okay, this seems weird. Like, everything about this just seems weird. Right? So then we had the Acclaim versus two dudes with no attitudes. I was just about to ask you that. I was just about to ask you that. (laughs) (laughs) They beat them, then the guns come out, and the guns are, like, talking shit, and Billy Gunn's like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. They say, go ahead and walk away like you've done this all the other times. I hope you find success in a bottle. He, he turns around, he gets mad, he goes, you know what? Fuck it. Next week, you two get a tag title shot. And if you notice, the acclaim is like, what the fuck? Like, we didn't sign up for this shit. <laughs> Did you also notice when he, like, after Austin said it, like, he looked down the whole time, like, oh, I, I fucked up. I fucked up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, may, I may be right Billy's turning on them so. that's exactly what I was just about to, I was about to say do you think that Billy is going to turn on them because I think so because I said that last week if you remember and like yep. I, I, I don't like it I don't like it yeah I don't like it either so then we get a sad sad interview the end of Jungle Hook. It's over. It's done. Finally. It was supposed to be a one-time deal. But it's now dead, dead, because Jungle Boy said, I want to go for a singles title. And in my mind, I'm just like, Hook has a singles title. Fight <laughs> Hook. Do that. That way it'd be dead, dead. Yep. So, then we had... Takeshka versus Brian Cage. And they did the thing that I've been wanting them to do for so fucking long. Let Takeshka get a win. Jesus. I didn't even know he didn't have a win. Yeah, that's how over he is. He's like super over, but he's never won a match until right now. 
It's like, Jesus, final fucking lead. He should have been the head that. Yes. So, another WWE thing with fucking sports entertainers. And I know you're like, oh, it's because they're sports entertainers. Max fucking, Maxwell Jacob Freeman does the same exact thing. It's a fucking dumbass gauntlet match. I hate this. It's like, you're everything WWE is supposed to be. Like, go against them. Like, be different. No, fuck it. We're going to do the same shit. Why are we doing this? Why Why is this happening? Why? Because we're going to compete by doing the same thing. Yay. That is so stupid. That is so stupid. Because they say Ricky Starks, you have to run through the Garcia, Garcia Guevara gauntlet. <laughs> and you have to take on Cool Edge, Magic Mike, and either me or Sammy. Ha <laughs> ha. It's like, oh my God. Why the fuck are we doing this shit? Which you know is going to wind up being both of them at the same time, right? Like, I hope so. Like, I hope so. But, like, this is just irritating. Like, do something different. Why do we have to keep doing this? It's a Jericho trope because Jericho does that with, with the challengers, too. It's so stupid. Like, so much bullshit. So, then we get an elite in the gym. And I have to point this out. I have to point this out. I don't know what the fuck happened to Kenny, but... Okay, Kenny. Okay. Where the fuck did you get those abs at? Where the fuck did you get all cut up at, huh? Where the <laughs> fuck did that happen? Like, he's been off TV for two weeks. He comes back shredded as shit. Where the fuck did that happen? I'm, I'm looking at him like, God damn, where the fuck was this Kenny at? What the fuck is going on? He was in the gym these past two weeks. I, I believe that. <laughs> So they're out there and all of a sudden the firm walks up, which is Ego, Matt, and Isaiah Cassidy. And they ask him for a six-man match on Rampage and Isaiah just moans and, and, and Kitty's ear. Kitty's like, what the fuck just happened? What, what did you do that for? It's so random. <laughs> it's funny how that group fell apart at first. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's it's complete shit now. Yeah. And I just want to point out also, I don't know why Matt Jackson had on somebody else's clothes. Because it's like, he looks like a small child in grown people's clothes. That was, that was disgusting. <laughs> he does like, that though. That's his thing. That's disgusting. He needs to stop that. Seriously. <laughs> what the fuck? So then we had Brian Danielson versus the not British British guy Timothy Thatcher. Did Is you like British? it? I don't know. I don't know. I'm calling him British. <laughs> and yes, I like this match. Like this- it had like almost the level of fucking brutality of Moxie match. Mm-hmm. Minus the blood, I would say, like yes. they, fuck, they fucked each other up. You know what I mean? With with that technical wrestling, like implemented into it, so it was like brutal wrestling. Yes, and that's that's what made me love it. That's what made me love it. It was like it's a good match, and it didn't need blood, which I've been saying it doesn't need blood, and it's like this is perfect. 
it's good storytelling because like he had the same like he has the same finisher as um MJF, which is the salt of the earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, armbar? It's a, yeah. it's an armbar, right? Uh so yeah, like that that was his story right there. So I like that. And this is one thing that like kind of bothered me. Brian got the win, he knocked out Timothy Thatcher, which was fucking awesome. Like Thatcher sold it. Like I swear to God, he sold it. Like he got knocked out for real. Like for like ten seconds, I was like, "Yo, did he really knock him out?" <laughs> I was fucked up about it. But that's not the part that pissed me off. The part that pissed me off was fucking Takeshka saved MJF because MJF was gonna come in there and get in a match, and Takeshka just came out of nowhere and just started beating the shit out of MJF. They're fighting. They're fighting, fine. They're beating the shit out of each other. Max has on a black shirt with black pants. He's beating the fuck out of Takeshka. And Renee comes up and says, hey, guys, next week you're going to have a match. And you're like, okay, cool. And once again, you're like, why the fuck are you mad? You know what? You want to know why I'm mad? Because next fucking scene, they show MJF. He has on a white shirt, glasses, and the championship, which he had none of that. In the fucking previous segment, talking to Roosh and paying him off. I'm like, what the fuck? That was weird. Very I weird. I didn't notice that until you just pointed it out. That is true. It was very weird. And they cut back the commentary, and Taz is like, what the hell? He's like, MJF's not wrestling next week. Who the hell made that? And Tony Shimani goes, Tony Khan made it. He's the boss. And Taz goes, it's such a kiss ass. And Tony Schiavone just goes, yes, I am. It's like, okay, Tony. He loves Tony. Yes. Tony loves Tony. That's fucking hilarious. So then we get Swerve with Parker Boudreaux in Trench. That's what the guy's name is, Trench. Finally, we got a name for this man. Yes, I was... I was kind of weirded out. I'm like, okay, you can give him a different name. It's like, no, we're giving him Trench. Okay. So... You know, it'd be funny, next week he has a different name. I would be okay with that. No, but then it'd be like a weekly thing. That That's the thing. That would be so... The guy of a million names. I like that. <laughs> so, Swerve says he wants to take out another nepotism, baby. And that's going to be... Brian Pillman Jr. I'm like, okay. Pillman Jr. isn't it? Like, I didn't even know he was still on the roster, to be honest. It fucked me up when he said it. I was like, what the fuck? Like, you still work here? Yeah. <laughs> so, then we have the match that goes full circle. And I know you're like, wait, what do you mean full circle? If you remember, back to the beginning, right? Jade's first match was with Shaq. It was Jade and Shaq versus Cody and Red Velvet. Ah, yes. Yes. So this goes full circle to number 50. It's Jade Cargill versus Red Velvet. And this was so crazy because Red Velvet, like, she showed off how good she is by getting beat up. And I know people are like, what the fuck? Like, she's a good wrestler. Yes, no, that's true. But she also can take an ass whipping and that looks so awesome. 
like red velvet looks so awesome getting her ass kicked and i know you're like what the fuck dude like dude like she can sell and she looks good doing it no, she no, can no, also understand like she like she's really good and like this was one of the times where you're like oh shit she's really fucking awesome no i understand because there there's also on the other like side of things there's people out there who get their ass kicked and they don't make it look believable like i'll say in my opinion triple h he gets beat mm-hmm. up and it doesn't look real to me some a lot of times yeah you know, so like I, I'm totally with you there. I, I totally understood. Like, yeah, and I agree. She like she's on a level like Dolph Ziggler when he gets beat up. <laughs> yep. So they're having a match, and Kira holds down right at the wrong fucking time. She takes out Layla Gray right at the wrong fucking time because Red Velvet hits her finisher and has Jade down. It's literally you can see it's a one, two, three. And the ref is not seeing it because she's trying to get rid of Kira Hogan. And then Red Velvet puts Jade in the submission. And you're like, okay, it's over. Like, immediately, as soon as I saw this, I'm like, if Jade does what I think she's going to do, it's going to be so awesome. And Jade got out of it, dropped Red Velvet, picked her up, turned her around midair, and put her in the Jaded, and it was over. Do you think... The Kiera thing was an accident, or do you think she's back in the fold with the baddies? I think she's back with the baddies. Like I don't, I like I for sure don't think that was an accident because it was okay. so, it was so random. It's like no, nah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like it, it was too fucked up because like mm-hmm. she, she did come out at the wrong time, so it was too fucked up to be an accident, in my opinion. Exactly. So then they're checking on Britt Baker and Ruby Soho comes in and says, yo, I just wanted to come check on you. And Britt's like, nah, nah, I don't trust you. You're with them. You're from where they're from. I don't trust you. And Ruby's like, dude, I just wanted to make sure you're okay. She's like, nah, I don't trust you. I don't, I don't believe you. And then she just like, the scene was over. I was like, okay. I mean, I don't trust Ruby either. Because <laughs> you said it from the beginning, like she's gonna be with um, Saraya and them. Yep. So then we had a death masturbation match. Anything goes. It started off with Darby with the fucking shirt with thumbtacks. You know what? I haven't seen that before. Fucking genius. Fucking genius. At the same time, doesn't mm-hmm. that hurt you? The one that has it on? No, 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 no. If you do it right, it doesn't. Because if if it, I'm correct, the way he had it was the thumbtack poking out of the shirt, and the backs of the thumbtack was on the part you put your skin on. No, no, I understand that. But mm-hmm. like the metal part, the part they, the push part, mm-hmm. that's still gonna like hurt a little bit. Not as much as the fucking needle going through you, but it still hurts. Like. You're getting hit by metal, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely does. Like, it it was a couple times in a match, like, you can see that he was fucked up with that shit on. Yeah. <laughs> and him and Joe just fought, and Joe literally tried to break him in half. He tried to fight back, tried to break him in half, and Joe's bleeding. He busted open. 
it's just, it's just a fucking violent ass match. In the finish, I think it was the fucking finish that I, it was the stupidest fucking finish I've ever seen. And I know people are like, what? It made sense. No, it doesn't because when I tell you why it didn't make sense, stupid fucking finish. So Darby cuts up the ring, pulls up the fucking pad, and it's just wood. So he gets fucking um, Samoa Joe ready, takes him up to the top rope. They're going to go through the fucking wood. And he's setting him up. But Joe turns it around and has a fucking muscle buster. Here's why I fucking hated all of it. He does the fucking muscle buster? Joe is the one who hits the goddamn wood. Darby hits the fucking pads. <laughs> like, I was so fucking pissed. I'm like, Joe, what the fuck? Joe went straight to the wood. Darby is laying on the fucking pad. It's like, what the fuck? And Joe was fucked up. Joe yeah. But Joe got the one, two, three. So new TNT champion after we just had the TNT title change hands two weeks ago. Hooray! That belt doesn't mean a goddamn thing anymore. <laughs> Not at all. And then Wardlow shows up. Wardlow with a haircut shows up and tries to beat up Joe, and Joe runs off. Like, so to me. Feel as much as like some people felt when Wardlow showed up. I was like, eh, whatever. Like it just wasn't there for me. The lady in the front row, it was for her. She fucking lost it. <laughs> like when he showed up, she looked for a second, was like, who the fuck is? It? Oh, that's Wardlow. Oh wow, that that was her reaction. <laughs> I noticed that too. Like I was like, I don't care about like, twenty people in the room in the audience like, yeah, Wardlow's back. And I was like eh. Like it didn't mean as much like it didn't mean as much to me. It didn't mean as much. One like that ending to that match was bad in my opinion, because like how long Darby took. Yeah, it, it it just didn't work for me. And like why give the title back to like Joe? Like he doesn't need it. He he's a champion already. He doesn't need to be a double champion. And then exactly. what? You're gonna give the title back to Wardlow after this? Then yeah, that's the point of anything, you know? That's exactly where it's gonna go. It's gonna go. Wardlow's gonna get the title back, and that's how it ends. It's like none of this matters. Exactly. So that was dynamite. So. We start off NXT with finally the Creeds versus Indushir. Finally. Like this match wasn't all that, but it was in the match that made me go, okay, all right, hold up. That's not okay. Like fucking Sangha is on the ground and fucking Julius Creed picks him up. He's trying to pick him up for a certain move. He flips him around to get him ready for the certain move. Julius does not put this guy down. Sangha's a big motherfucker. Julius has him up the whole time trying to force him around the spot that he wants to get him in so he can get him up for the power bomb. Sangha does not go up for the power bomb. 
So he has to muscle him up himself, get him up for the powerball. I'm like, this dude is too fucking strong. He's too fucking strong. That was insane. Right? Like, that was my spot in the match because it was just too fucking insane. It's like, you shouldn't have had to struggle that long, one. And two, the fact that you did not put him back down on the ground meant that you're fucking... Strong, agile, like, these motherfuckers are not human. Neither one yep. So, the match ends when Ivy Nile is up on the fucking ropes with... Um, what's that? What is that? Gender Mahuti, and he and Julius knocks her down by accident. And Go take the marks because I don't think it was accident. Accident, but it it proves a point though. It proves a point. Okay. After Julius knocks her down, he gets turned around. He gets choke slammed, and they lose. So it proves her point that. You guys can't beat Indu Share. Yeah, 100%. He was right all along. Yep. So then we get Tyler Bate and Axiom. And Axiom is watching an old video of A Kid and Tyler Bate. Okay. All right. It's stupid. Stupid. So stupid. I saw someone online, and you tell me your opinion, because like, I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you right now, like I disagree with this point, but I saw someone say online, they wanted Axiom to be Axiom, but also A-Kid. I, I, I don't want both. Yeah, I don't want both either. Like, it could have been possible, because like they could have had somebody in Axiom mass out there, and then A-Kid at the same time, but it doesn't... It doesn't it, like, just... Have them be one up, just one or the fucking other. That's all I care. Yeah. And they're talking back and forth, basically setting up a match. And then here comes Damien King. I don't care about that British shit. Whatever. It's like, oh, okay. I didn't really ask for your opinion, but okay. Right? Like, he came out of nowhere, that shit. That was so random. No, 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 so, no, no, no. The most mm-hmm. random part, right? Yeah, is Tyler Bate calling him? He says something like in in like um, Britain slang. I forget the exact word. Mm-hmm. But asked him, asked him, what does that mean? And like, what fucked me up? He's like, basically, he's a pendejo. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> when he said pendejo, I was like, that that didn't make any sense. But then I remembered. A kid is from Spain, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, that now makes more sense. Got it. <laughs> so, yeah, that that was the only thing. Then we... We had Zoe Starks and Indy Hart. Well, not... I mean, not Indy Hart. Indy Hartwell. Like, beefing backstage, and Sol Rukia got into it with them, and it's like, oh... Uh, okay, they're beefing about who lost the quickest in the Rumble. I, I didn't understand that. Am I the only one that sees an eventual heel turn myself? Yes. Yes, I do. I definitely do. Okay, because they did something later, right? Mm-hmm. That, like, she's in 
I let you like talk about it. You know, it, it was like a a segment. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm talking about. Right. Yes. So like when you get into it, I'm gonna point it out. So. So we had Indy versus Zoe, and Zoe beats Indy, which you know she should. And then after the match, here comes Sorukia to help Indy after she ran off Zoe. Yeah. Like, she's up in everybody's business. <laughs> yeah, she's in everybody's business. But the funny part about it is, like, the good part, like, for her as a wrestler is she's getting more TV time, which means they care about her, which means she's going to be a star somehow. Yeah. Like, whether she's a heel or face, that's to be determined. Yeah. And I see a heel turn. So. Yeah, I do, too. Like, because you can't just be up in everybody's business. Like, something's going on. Basically. So then we get an Apollo Crews thing, talking about how he's going to beat Mello. And it's like, okay, cool. We get Wesley out there. Wesley talking about the North American Championship. Ha-ha! And Dijak comes out. I'm going to beat you for that title. And then Von Wagner comes out. I was like, where the fuck is Von Wagner at the whole time? Where the fuck has he been? <laughs> the bad part was like even he came back I wasn't even happy he came back I was like where the fuck have you been and why didn't you stay there yeah stay where you're at <laughs> so Wesley starts instigating Von Wagner and Dijak having a match while he just does nothing I'm like okay honestly this, this match was alright like for two big men oh no it definitely was like I was actually surprised that this match was really good. I was like, oh, shit, this is actually dope. You're like, all right. Yeah. Because I thought it was just going to be like a little just like bam, 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 match over. No, this match is right. Dijak brought it out of Bond, so. Yeah. Props to him. Yeah, because like we've watched Von wrestle and like it wasn't that. It was Dijak. Yeah. So then we had the Don. And the capo, and he's trying to tell him about some stuff that he's got working on. It's like I got something for you, boss. He's like, you don't have to call me boss. It's fine. So the segment that you're talking about is the Nikita Lions segment. Yes. Where they're trying to figure out who killed Nikita Lions. <laughs> and thinking the same thing I'm thinking that it has to be somebody that didn't think was going to do it and it's so rookie exactly because a lot of people are in there like obvious like mm-hmm. Zoe, Zoe Stark walking away from the scene yep like that's fucking like obvious shit fucking mm-hmm. Wendy Chu in the car like a few feet away that's obvious you know so, but I have a, I have, I do have a feeling that Wendy is going to be the one who starts spilling the secret. She's going to do a Nikki Cross, like, and if you remember how Nikki Cross kept saying she knows something that you don't know, and she kept secret. saying it, yes. yes, yes. So I think that's what's going to happen with Wendy. She's going to know exactly who did it and just keep fucking around. Which, if you remember, that led into a fucking heel turn too, the Gargano thing. Uh huh. So that's yeah, it. like. Perfect. Yeah, this is like gone. Yeah. Cause like 
that was so long ago that like a lot of people totally forget it. So it's like, oh well, now we can do it again. Yeah. So yeah, I'm totally down for that. Me too. So then we had a kid versus what? No, I mean Axiom. <laughs> <laughs> we had Axiom versus Tyler Bate, and this was an RA match. Tyler Bate wound up getting the getting the win, and then getting fucked up by Damian Kemp. Why? I, I guess they want Kemp to be somebody to beat people up. Like I. He's been missing for years, so it's like, eh, I mean, whatever. I got a better answer. What? He's a bit nail. Yes. <laughs> so, then we get Ice Love Fire. I shit used it. <laughs> yes. We get Ice Love Fire, and they're talking about stuff, and they're basically just, it's basically setting them up as finally a tag team that we've known for the whole time. It's like, yeah, we've seen this coming. You predicted that shit all along, so... Yep. So, they're basically saying they're gonna go for the tag team titles, and I'm okay with that. I'm not against that. It's... Not at all. It's a, it's a thing. We get Mello and Trick talking about how they're gonna beat Apollo Crews, and it's basically Mello stuff. It, it is what it is. But did you peep, like... It seems like there's another entity in that uh, dream or whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't but know who it is, but yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know who it is. But, like, Trick was, like, freaked out. So, mm-hmm. whoever it is, is going to fuck him up. Yes. So, then we have a backstage interview. And I love this interview for, like, some of the stuff that went down. But I also, once again, have to go over my... JC Jane appreciation. Like, she just keeps stealing the fucking show. Like, every time she's on, she fucking steals the show by just like being her and just being animated and running her mouth. She's like, she has the most charisma out of everybody there. And it's like, dude, she's fucking stealing the show. Like, her facial expression, everything she does is just like, yo, she's meant to be a star. She's meant to be a fucking star. Like, you notice at one point, Gigi. She was like, when I, I mean, when we win the titles. JC did the same exact thing. Yeah. So this, like, what made this good was because I was thinking, like, I was liking this whole thing because they're, like, JC and Gigi are talking shit and Roxy's in the other room. And every time Roxy's about to say something, she gets cut off. She gets cut off by them. They keep insulting her. They keep insulting her. And, like, in my mind, I'm like, Roxy, if you don't get up and go fuck them, I'm gonna be pissed off. And she just like at one point just like kept looking down, and they just still insulted her, and they still insulted her. She just slowly takes off her mic and walks off, and like, and they just keep going. Roxy just showed up and beat this shit out of both. Whoop they ass! It was great. The one part I didn't like though, like fucking uh, Roxanne. Like, was just there standing. No one was holding her, and she just swinging. There's nobody there. <laughs> you would swear John Cena's right in front of her. You know, that is fucking him. funny. Like, do you know the, the, the part I'm talking about? Yeah, like, I it, it, it was fucked up. Like, that shit was fucking great. 
So yeah, lasted like a like fifteen seconds or so too. Which is it did. Up. It did. She like I think she thought that they were gonna walk into it, but like she's like, no, I'm just gonna swing. <laughs> so then we get to another star, Bobby Tyler. I mean yeah. Stevie Turner. I like her. The, the one thing I liked about this was like at the very beginning they put the chat up. It was like you were like, "Hey, there's a chat feature," and I noted none of that was real because like they just made it all up. But like, it's cool. Yeah, I would have. I honestly would have liked if they would have just kept it on the screen the whole time, like just a random chat feature just open the whole time she's wrestling. That would be awesome. But she um, got her. Uh huh. No, I was gonna say like. um like you know, remember your criticisms with Dark Alexa and all that, and like uh-huh. wasn't done properly. Like they should have done it more like Aladdin. Mm-hmm. This is my my criticism right here, right? Mm-hmm. This like Stevie Turner is perfect. Mm-hmm. They should have like implemented like this type of stuff mm-hmm. onto fucking Grayson Waller. Yes, because like it's it's a similar gimmick, in my opinion. I don't know if you agree that it's a similar gimmick. So. They're both social media influencers, but the thing is, like, they tweaked Stevie's character because her character was basically she took herself from in NXT UK. She was basically another version of her when she was Bobby Tyler in the Tokyo Cyber Squad. So they took that and enhanced it in NXT UK, where she was like a new four-dimensional version of that and it was like oh that was an upgrade so when she came here they was like we can't which I don't know why it still would have been cool like she's from the from the future but like you just could have ran with that and they're like nah we're gonna turn into a streamer but they totally forgot that they had a social media influencer in Grayson Waller and it was like so that's why it's like they decided it at last minute was like we don't really know what to do with you, so we're gonna make you a streamer. But they didn't realize that the influencer and streamer are basically the same thing. So they're like, eh, "We don't really get it, but okay, cool." <laughs> so that's bad on them. Yeah, yeah, on them. So then we get Kiana James on the phone, and she's talking to Zach, and she tells Zach, "I love you." And then, Fowler Henley, I knew it. I knew he was going to break his heart. You're wrong. You're dirty. She's like, first off, you don't know what the fuck I'm thinking. And she's like, no, no, no. You're going to break his heart. I knew it. You're a cheater. She's like, if you let me explain, I can explain it. And she's just, and Fowler's not having any of it. And then TikTok Toxic Tag Team comes up and is like, oh, I see you guys have beef. Ha, ha, ha. We're going to be champions and beat you. And Kiana the file, and she's like, listen, we have to be on the same page. I promise I'll tell you everything, but we have to be on the same page and win this title. Just 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 get with me. And Fallon's like, all right, fuck it. So I see them winning. Tell yes, I do. I do too. And as far as Zach goes, that's probably your brother. Yep. Now but, here's a question though, right? Is it the rumored Zack Ryder? <laughs> no, no. A lot of people said that was like, 
it's Zack Ryder. I'm like, no, it could be like, it could be another Zack. Like, there's other Zacks in the world. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because I seen a lot of Zack like Zack Ryder talk. But the funny part is like, it would be so weird because it's like, Zack Ryder comes back, he's in NXT. Your wife comes back, she's on the main roster. That sucks for you. Like, you <laughs> suck if that's a thing. And, and you spend all this time trying to make a name out of, out of yourself. Exactly. Like, if you come back, you should be Matt Cardona. Right. Yeah. Like, I want Zach to be, like, I want Zach to be another wrestler. Like, yeah. I want him to be another wrestler. But I want it to be a thing where they're like, oh, this is my brother. And, like, she just totally forgives her and everything's fine. But he's not her brother. He's just another dude. Because, like, you know that's the storyline that they're going to go to. But it would be, like, this would be, like, the ultimate storyline. This would be my storyline, what I would do. Here's what I would do. Zach comes in, and Zach is her brother. So Fallon's like, okay, cool. Something happens where Zach and Kiana are in a compromising position. And Fallon just loses it. Fallon just loses it. Like, ah, you did this, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. And Brooks doesn't believe her. And she's like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Like, you're such a bitch, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, they blow up. And you have Briggs and Fallon beating up Kiana and Jensen. And you're like, okay, well, that's fucked up. But here's a little twist, right? Mm-hmm. Zach actually is her brother. And Zach winds up starting to teaming up with Jensen. And Zach and Jensen become tag team champions. And Briggs is just off by herself getting his ass beat by the both of them because, like, now she has the girlfriend and the brother. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, what the fuck? Like, it would be different because, like, you know the regular trope is, oh, she's actually cheating on you. Haha, you got played. Boo-hoo. I like it with. Yeah, instead of that, actually have him get the girl. He keeps the girl. The girl's brother becomes his tag team partner, and them two become a better tag team than what we have now. I kind of like Zach and Jensen, actually. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. <laughs> yeah. It'd probably be like his last name is probably James, so it'd probably be James and Jensen. So, which so- sounds good too. Yes. Sounds good. So, like, it makes yeah. sense. Impressive. Briggs can be a solo wrestler, and yeah. everybody wins out of this. If I'm not mistaken, they both started off as singles wrestlers, like in the tournament. The, I want to say the breakout tournament. Yep. And they just put them together. So, yeah, because okay. Briggs, Briggs was a big deal on, um, I'm to call it Evolution, Evolve. He was a big deal in Evolve by himself. And Jensen was like growing, but Briggs was like a big deal. And a lot of people don't remember Briggs was from Tough Enough. Okay. Yeah, he was from that Tough Enough, the same one that, um, what is her goddamn name? Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose and all of them from. The same one. Ah, okay. Yeah, and he kept wrestling, went to Evolve, and now he came back. Wow. Full circle. Yep. So then we had Charlie Dempsey versus Drew Gulak. And the whole match, Drew and them are going and 
Hank Walker is outside, and Hank is like, Drew, you can't do that, Drew. No. And Hank gets knocked down by Drew. No, not Drew, but Charlie. And Drew uses that and pins Charlie Dempsey. And Hank's like, dude, you let me. But it's a teachable moment. Ha <laughs> ha. Like, oh, man. He's using that guy shit. <laughs> that was funny. So then we have Von Wagner and um, Robert Strauss or Robert, whatever his name is. <laughs> Robert Stone. Robert Stone. Yeah. And he literally says to Von Wagner, help me help you. Help me help you. You, I don't know how to help you. I need you to tell me how to help you. Help, let me help you. And like, I'm just like, dude, I don't think he understands. And the reason I say that is because he said the line about 10 times. And Von, I think Von Wagner was supposed to respond. Von Wagner said a goddamn word and just stood there with like, what? <laughs> like two things with this, right? Mm-hmm. One, like, yeah, I agree. I don't think he, t- he didn't understand it at all. But like two, like this might be a gimmick change for Von. So. I pray it's a gimmick change because he sucks as just regular Von Wagner. Gimmick change would work. They're gonna make him a comedy act or whatever. Like I, I see, like something in the same lines of like a Tyrus. They're gonna try to give him some personality because he, he's like a personality vacuum. He has that. Yes. And Robert Stone, like he can do the comedy stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so like it, it would work. For those that don't remember, he was Robbie E in, in is it TNA or was it Impact Wrestling? Like it was same, same thing, but yeah, it was Impact Wrestling. It was Impact Wrestling? Okay. Yeah. So he could do it. Yes. So then we had the three-way. The winner gets to go in a tag team title match. And it's Chase U versus the Diet or the Schism. No, the Diet. Yeah. Versus the BBC. And this match was going. And like the whole time I'm like, oh, the Diet's going to win. Diet's gonna win. They have to win because they really want to be in this tag team title match. They have to win. No. Fucking Duke steals this shit. Like, I don't mean just steals it like comes in at the last moment and steals the pen. I mean steals it as he fucking comes in and has the crowd on his side. Everybody's loving him. Like, oh shit, Duke. It's like, what the fuck? Like, I did not expect Duke Hudson to be this guy. Right? Like, he was popular and shit. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it fucked me up. And they did a finisher. Like, I actually love their finisher. I forgot where I've seen it before. Fucking Chase U wins. And Thea Hale drops down Ava Rain. So they're going to have a fight. Yeah. So, yeah, Chase U is going into the tag team title match. Speaking of like what you said earlier about um, JC Jane about being animated, mm-hmm. this girl, she she beats that like a little bit too much caffeine. Like she kept running, 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 running. <laughs> Dude, I swear she like I swear she's part bunny rabbit. Right? Like, she just keeps moving. She won't stop for shit. I'm like, dude. Like I I was waiting for Duke to like fucking catch her. <laughs> 
like that's what I was waiting for too. Like just stop. But she just kept running and just running. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but like, yeah, that was that was that. Like that was NXT. Yeah. So news wise. Another Vince McMahon lawsuit. Woo! Go Vince! You're racking these things up like candy. Yes. How long has he beat the record? It's going to be very soon if they keep fucking. This this is (laughs) insane. (laughs) Like, every time I turn around, it's another lawsuit. It's another lawsuit. Like, dude, what the fuck? What is that today? 12? Yes. Like, this time, it's, like, another one of the, like, people in the inside are, like, yo, we have to get him out. And they're, like, Vince bullied people, beat people. He did all of this shit, and there's more to come. It's, like, Jesus Christ. Like, how much more shit is going to happen? A lot more. I I believe it. I'm so fucking baffled. It's, like, damn. What was that thing Ed used to say? Either was Edge or Jericho. The best is yet to come. <laughs> yeah, it was it was Edge. It was Edge. Like, Jesus. Like, I'm at least like this means that he won't be in power if like more stacks up. Yeah. But like then it's runs the danger of him going, you know what? I'm gonna sell to somebody who won't take me out. Ha ha. It's like, oh well, that that kind of sucks. Until they, he pisses them off and then they do take him out. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. So, that's the thing. Then we have, like, there's going to be more sponsors at WrestleMania. And I know people are like, oh, God, not another Mountain Dew match. It could be. It could be that. But there's a lot, like, there's a lot of money to be made with sponsors. And I heard that, like, this is like this concept. I would like to monetize turnbuckles and ring aprons and like rings and all of that. And people like immediately go, Oh, you mean you're gonna sell those? And like, soon as I thought about that, I was like, Dude, like, that's kind of like the UFC route and like even New Japan, which a lot of people don't know. Like, a lot of New Japan stuff, like, watch the show in the ring. Like, some of the turnbuckles, like, spots on the floor are all sponsors. Like, the sponsors that sponsor in the show, like, has stuff, like, there's actually, like, a Zima logo that's on there sometime. You're like, oh, well, whatever. But they're getting paid to advertise that in the show. And they have it in UFC, so it's like, why not WWE? That's a smart idea. Yeah. I like that. And, like, that would make a lot more money, which they already have enough, but they can make more. You could always make more money. Yes. So, we have news on AEW doing house shows. So, I'm baffled by this, like, how many people are, like, Wow, like, this is a smart play. This is a smart thing that they should do. Wow, this is great. Yada, yada, yada. And I distinctly remember Tony Khan at the very beginning saying, yo, 
we're not going to do house shows. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like, no, we're doing house shows. It's like, why? Because, like, he back talks, like, everything he says in the beginning, he, he has went back on, like, every single thing. Yeah. And that's like, that's what kind of bothered me. It's like, you guys were the chosen ones to do something different, and you're just like, not doing that. You're deciding to just do the status quo, and it's like, you don't have to do that, you know? Like, you don't. They do the status quo, but just enough different so they're like, damn, people don't bitch about it. Like, even if they did it completely the same way, they would bitch. But yeah, like the way they produce people. <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm, I'm just not a fan. I'm just not a fan of them going back on a word. And I know people are like, well, it gives them more ring time. Yeah, it gives them more ring time. But like at the same time, it's like you lied about what you were going to do. Exactly. That's the most important part. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So that's a thing. And so Pat McAfee showed up at the Rumble. He was in the Rumble. He was commentator in the Rumble. A lot of people was like, oh, well, everybody knew he was coming. No one knew. No one knew. The people who did know were the people who said, oh, yeah, you come. Like, Michael Cole didn't know. Like, Corey Graves didn't know. When he showed up at the Rumble and, like, the music played and everybody popped and Michael Cole, like, lost his shit, that was Michael Cole actually losing his shit because he did not know Pat McAfee was going to be there. Yeah, like, even fucking Corey Graves is, like, a, a reaction. <laughs> like, that that was actually really fun because it's, like, you don't expect that. And you're, like, what the fuck? Like, somebody should have known, but nobody knew. And you got genuine reactions of people finding out for the first time. Like, oh, shit. Like, I like that. I like that a lot. That was That was awesome. Any more of that? Yeah. So that's the end of the podcast. You got anything? Last words? Badi badi badi. That's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs>